When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Wow, met fellow adventurers. Back with Sir Croakington. We've gone to the city of Triffic and we're going to do the adventure called Attack on Ashlyre. Coratol's Otorok on the march, the young master mage says, repeating what he had told you only a moment ago. There has been an incident in Ashlyre. And we begin. The dark-haired, plainly attired man seated across from you in the small, hopelessly squalid paleo den in eastern Trithic, seems upon first glance to be much too young to be a master spellcaster. After only a few minutes speak with him, however, you're convinced he's indeed a mage of great pa- great skill, a man who has travelled a long way to seek you out. Timney casually gla- claps his hands and lays them on the table. He seems unaffected by the surrounding din of the bustling establishment, and you note, not for the first time, that he has yet to even glance at the steaming mug of paleo resting before him. I'm fortunate to have found you, Sir Crokington, he says. I was surprised to learn that you've been initiated into the circle, though I must say it pleases me. Your well-deserved reputation is known to us, of course, and you're precise. And you're precisely the person we need for a rather delicate task at hand. Before you can ask what the task is, and why is it that tyranny, a master mage hailing from Ashbeer, the city of the Grey Mage, has taken it upon himself to visit you here in Trithic, the young man launches into a brief but detailed account of the events that have led to this clandestine meeting. You'll learn that Timney has travelled to Tysa from the city of Ashbeer in the southern reaches of northern, northern Swift. With the hopes of capturing the renegade sorceress by the name of Korotel. Korotel. He tells you that Korotel, currently recently escaped into Tysa, after attempting to stage a coup against the Grey Mage. Now, who is Korotel? 
He's probably going to tell me, but there's a link here. Koratal. Once a highly regarded mage within the Grey Circle, the sorceress known as Koratal now resides in exile in the misty depths of Fogbore Forest. With an army of Otorak before her, the treacherous sorceress attempted to overthrow the Grey Mage and take control of the magical brotherhood to which she had sworn her allegiance. The coup was quickly put, put down to defeat, and Coratel fled to storm to Fogbar with the women, with the remnants of her Otorak. A powerful death curse was subsequently placed upon her by the Grey Mage. Curse that would be fulfilled should Coratel ever step past the borders of Fogbar. Coratel is a master of several magical disciplines and the creator of the Otorok. It is believed that the refusal by the Grey Mage to allow the Grey Circle to adopt and employ a standing eye of Otorok is what led to her to stage the coup that ended in Coratel's flight and exile. She fled into Fogbore Forest, he says, his voice adopting a grim tone as he ushers the name of the forsaken wood. We tracked her to the edge of that wood, but were forbidden to enter it in pursuit of her. Coratel is both powerful and dangerous, and it was summarily decided that a curse be laid upon her to prevent her from ever leaving Fogbore. Tebli told you the Grey Mage placed a curse upon the sorceress, a curse of death that would be fulfilled if Coratel ever left the forest into which she fled. The curse was only meant to allow us the time required to plot her extraction, says the young mage, his steely gaze fixed on you. Coratel must eventually be returned to Ashbeer, where she will be made to stand trial for her crimes. It is unfortunate, however, that while the curse will keep her confined to that misty wood, the effects of her magic may, in a sense, be able to reach beyond its borders. And indeed, has already done so. Her Otorok are on the march. Now, what are Otorok? Otorok, an ancient Avadian word that roughly translates into oaken pawn is a name given to the wood and iron beings created by Koratol, a powerful sorceress. Those misdeeds resulted in a banishment from the Grey Circle and a subsequent exile into the cursed forest of Fogbar. Otorok are genuinely slender, human-sized beings crafted out of a combination of wood and iron. The magically animated Otorok have only very limited intellectual capacity. Their actions are almost fully controlled by their creator, and the directives and instructions are infused into their being at the time of their creation. As they are largely mindless, Otorok are relentless and fierceless combatants, making them formidable foes. One of the more sinister traits of the strange beings is their ability to discern the tactics of enemy combatants and mimic them thus placing them on a near equal footing with their foes in battle. This means they can become scaled. Mechanically speaking, that's what it turns out being. Due to the powerful magic that curses through them, 
Ultrawak are exceptionally strong. While they can employ a wide variety of weaponry, these wooden iron beings often fight unarmed. Ultrawak emit an anti-magic field intended to defeat magic that is used against them. Coratel infused her creations with this ability prior to unsuccessful coup. Coup against the Grey Mage. It is now believed the only place one might hope to find Oturuk, or more accurately, hope not to find Oturuk, is within the depths of Fogball Forest. Following her attempted coup, Koroto fled into Fogball with the remnants of her Oturuk army. In the aftermath of Koroto's treacherous act, the Grey Mage is said to have placed placed a powerful death curse on her, on the renegade sorceress, forever exiling her to Fogboy. Oh dear. <laughs> Alright, those look like bad news. Temley tells you that Koratel, a master of several magical disciplines, has long been suspected to have acquired proficiency in the ancient and dark art of goblin magic. While the practice of such magic is forbidden by the Grey Circle, the ambitious sorceress secretly acquired her dark knowledge and put it to use constructing the foundations of her sinister endeavours. She created a waste of wood and iron beings, which have become known as the Otorok, says Timney. Many hundreds of Otorok were created in secrecy and brought to life with a with her magic. They formed a powerful army, guided only by her command. An army that was to overthrow the Grey Mage and ultimately plunge much of the world into chaos. I don't think I can o- I overstate the peril upon the brink of which we've nimbly danced these last past few months. Intrigued by the Master Mage's account, you ask him about Koratel's stage coup and the Otorok. The coup was discovered before Koratel's most sinister plans were set afoot, she says. Swift action and no small measure of good fortune disrupted her efforts and helped and helped us to wout her army of Otorok. She fled north and we tracked her to the very edge of Fogborough. The remnants of her wooden army, perhaps five dozen Otorok, delved into that cursed wood with her. So, that's all the Otorok we're going to have to deal with. Because there's absolutely no way she'll be able to make more. I mean, they're complicated magical things. They're going to require all sorts of regions and rare materials. Okay, wood and iron. Yeah, yeah, you can get them. Iron's everywhere and Fogbro is made of wood. But there's also... All sorts of rare regions. It's not like she can leave to get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just got to deal with these five Oshrock, and then that's the problem. Then, then she's not really a threat. And we can just extract her at leisure. Yes, I'm pretty... Surely it will not be get more complicated than that. Timley tells you, it is believed a handful of conspirators aided Koratel's escape, and that when, she, when discovered, they will certainly face trial, and likely death. 
You ask him why it is he's short sort you out. Cora tells Otorok how on the march, he says, repeating what he told you only moments ago. There has been an incident in Ashlar. What is Ashlar? The small town of Ashlar sits on the eastern edge of Fogbore Forest. Despite its intimate proximity, immediate proximity to the cursed wood, the citizenry of Ashley are hardy souls who prosper on the fertile western flank of Moonlire Lake. A sturdy, a, 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 a sturdy stockade of pointed ash logs surrounds the settlement, protecting its inhabitants from the perils inherent in the existence in the remote wilds. Okay, I mean, if they can have a wall... Why doesn't nearly every village have a wall? Okay, I can understand maybe building a wall around every farm probably might not be the sort of thing you have time for when you you know you have to farm too, but they could do it for one town. They could do it for others. Oh well. I guess they just don't have the time. You listen with growing horror as Timley relates to you the details of the incident. There's only just taken place in the town of Ashlar, on the eastern edge of Fogbore Forest. He tells you a large force of Otorok emerged from the misty wood and attacked Ashlar only two days ago. The relentless Otorok quickly overran the town's meagre defences and sent its citizenry fleeing south. A few... Brave souls, including most of Ashlar's militia, stayed behind to battle the fearsome, wooden iron beings, but were ultimately defeated by the mindless, merciless pawns of Koratol. I arrived in my own company, but was too late to do anything on the town's behalf, says Temney, turning to glance at the group of men entering the Paleo Den. Studying them for a moment, he turns back to you, seemingly disregarding any sort of notion he might have had about them. The townsfolk are safe, he says. They are encamped in the hills south of Fogbar. They are presently under the guard of those in my company. I don't believe there are any others who yet know of the attack on Ashlar, but for now it would be to the benefit of all those all involved if it were to remain that way. Timley tells you that he and his company a crack tour tale to Fogbar with designs on attempting to extract her from the wood and return her to Ashbeer, where she will stand trial for her crimes. This, he now reveals, is, is no longer their aim. We believe the Otorok that attacked Ashlar are the last remnants of her army, he says. Yeah, we, I mean, the last, why would she just... Blow them all on attacking a, vi a town of no strategic importance. With no really noticeable resources. And no spiritual significance. No great economic value, as far as I can tell. It's just a regular town. I mean, if you only have... This much army, you don't waste it. Hmm. Well, maybe she's just crazy. 
Probably just crazy. I mean, it could be a side effect of the curse, making her crazier. Yeah. When they have been destroyed, her ability to inflict her wickedness on the world beyond the borders of her fog-enshrouded prison will be minimal. Our orders, straight from Alwyn, are to see they are defeated. It has been decreed that Coratel may remain within Fogbar, utterly impotent, imprisoned by the curse of death which she cannot hope to break. Wait, who's Alwyn? The Tower of Alwyn. This immense tower is situated in the heart of the city of Ashbeer and is surrounded by a complex of walls and other fortifications, many of which are said to be magical in nature. It is in this tower that the Grey Mage resides. Initiates in the Grey Circle must make a pilgrimage to the tower and pledge themselves to the service of their brotherhood before they can be considered true members. Oh, I haven't done that yet. Hmm. It is rumoured the tower contains treasures beyond belief. Or it is unlikely that any thief has ever successfully conquered its many defences. Ah, there's always a first time. Although, admittedly, I kind of work for them, so... <laughs> well, I'd be silly for myself, almost. <laughs> Assembly says his superiors have ordered the attack on Ashley, including the incident of Coratel's attempted coup and subsequent flight remain secret until the matter has been successfully resolved. That is why I sought you out, he says. Will we protect the people of Ashlar, we need you to clear the town of the Otorok that now roam its streets. I only wish it to set things right. And to see that the Circle owns no fame because of this incident. This must be done quickly and quietly. The Otorok are presently contained within Ashla, but should they be allowed to leave and move elsewhere, this entire effort will be lost. I fear a great many lives will be endangered. We know of your reputation, Sir Grogerton, and you're our first and only choice for a task of no small importance. Hmm. I mean, if they want to keep things secret, I mean, really, really want to keep secrets, Thing secret. Are the people in the town safe? Will they be witnesses that should be eliminated? But then, admittedly, you just you've got a town that's just gone, and that's also suspicious. Oh, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure they could fake something up. You know, just drop a few goblin weapons around. Yeah, 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 goblins. Goblins attacked, burnt everything. Don't know why, just do goblins, but they do. Well, well, oh well. Admittedly, they've just seen weird monsters come out of the monster forest, filled with monsters. They have no reason to tie it to the Grey Circle. They think monster forest gonna monster. It's what monster forests do. Yeah, okay, probably wouldn't be that suspicious. And they're small town people, so... They could just be dismissed as hicks if they get close to anything. You understand the need for urgency. 
need that is plainly element in Timley's voice, and you can readily see why it is necessary for the Grey Circle to want to keep secret the matters of Corotel's attempted coup and attack on Ashlea's secret. The uprising against the Grey Mage, despite its failure, was certainly be looked upon by the Guild's enemies as a sign of fracture within the Brotherhood, and ultimately, weakness. Timney looks over his shoulder, then turns his gaze back to you. I ask this as a favour. From the fight from the Grey Mage. <gasps> oh my, he's the most important person in the world. Even before Timney added the final piece to his pitch, you've made up your mind to help the people of Ashnair. By undertaking the endeavour to rid the invaded town, the menace of the Otorok. When you tell the young master mage that you accept the challenge, historic expression is momentarily exchanged for a smile. He nods and tells you your task must begin at once, as he fears it won't be long before the Otorok that occupy the town seek to move elsewhere. Without further delay, the two of you set off for Ashlar. The trek to Ashlar from Twifik takes longer than you would expect. And before you reach the occupied village, you and Temney stop at the encampment nestled in the hills south of Fogborough. At least two dozen armoured men, each undoubtedly proficient in the sturdy weaponry with which they're equipped are closely guarding the displaced and bewildered inhabitants of Ashlar. As you pass through the camp, you can't hope but feel the guards are not only making certain that no harm comes to the people who are temporarily in their charge, but also that none of the refugees wander off. Timney consults with a scout on the outskirts of the map, and you both learn the Ultrox still occupy the town to be found only a few leagues north and east. After resting for a brief spell in the encampment, during which during which time you'll, you meet several of Ashley's residents, you and Timney set out to the northeast, heading towards the sinister, fog-enshrouded wood and the town that sits on its eastern shoulder. Just after midday, when you catch your first sight of Ashley, the stockaded town, its wooden wall resembling the fang-filled jaws at this distance, stands in the shadow of the cursed wood to its west. A royal, a rolling blanket of mist, nearly knee-deep, slivers out of, out of fog bar and covers much of the ground in this region. For quite some time you studied the abandoned town, seeking any sign of the Otrug. You've been told, still occupied. Nothing stirs in Ashlar. The edge of the fog-covered plain south of Ashlar. Timney takes his leave of you, telling you that he will head back to the encampment and await your return. Young Master Wage wishes you luck and thanks you. There's one other matter that I've not mentioned to this point. Perhaps I've failed to see its significance to now, he says, to meeting with Sholokrotz. But a man of our party, by the name of Lysiwan, ventured into Atli soon after 
Ashla soon after it was taken by the Otorok. At that time, we believed that Coratella herself had somehow dodged the curse placed upon her and was in the town with her army. Lursuan was sent to effect her, effect her cap- capture, a task for which she was quite capable and very well equipped. As you must have already guessed, he did not return. Timley tells you it is a certainty that Lursuan met his end at the hands of the Otorok. He carried within a stoppered vial, says Timley. The vial is filled with a red vapour that continually, continually swirls. If you could find Lursuan, dead or alive, it's quite probable that he still possesses the vial. You must return to me should you require it. The magic contained within that vial is perhaps our best and last weapon against Coratel. You nod in response to what he has just said. You must be swift. You dare not tarry in there, he says, his voice adopting a kindly tone as he issues what is ultimately an unnecessary warning. Defeat the old rock and return with the vial, if it remains to be found. My prayers go with you, said Crokington. Well, I'll fly up. And so, at the edge of the fog-covered plain south of Ashley, Timley bids you farewell and wishes you luck before turning and making his way back towards the encampment. Without watching him depart, you strike out across the misty ground towards the dark wall of timber that surrounds the taken town. As each step, step carries you to- closer to Ashley, your mind begins to focus sharply on the task at hand. Every thought is now bent on liberating the remote settlement from the remording army of the Renegade Sorceress. Okay, now, if they want to fight me, the gate would be the way to place to do it. I'm not, now, I'm not sure whether the gate has, you know, towers on its flank, but those would probably be pretty... Anyway, at the gate, they can just block me. Just put them all together. Just block the gate. That would be... That would be the plan they do if they intend to hold the town. But they probably don't. They probably just want to move on and cause more chaos. Well... Otorok don't want anything. They just do what they're told. The heavy timber gates provide the only breach in the formidable wall that surrounds Ashlar. Stand open. As you draw up to them, your eyes gaze along the town's main thoroughfare, main thoroughfare, which continues almost due north towards the gate. Much to your surprise, the broad lane is deserted. You had expected to find the town crawling with Otorok, but your first glimpse of Ashley gives you no indication whether or not the invaders who drove out the town's citizenry still remain. Despite some nagging misgivings about the impending endeavour, and the sudden urge to question the true purpose of your mission here, you boldly make your way into the abandoned town. You stand just inside the timber gates of Ashlar, 
to the north, the town's thoroughfare, main thoroughfare stretches out of sight, with smaller la lanes leading off it to the east and west at various intervals. An eerie silence hangs over the streets of the remote town. Now and again, thin wisps of fog, a reminder of the town's close proximity to the cursed forests of the west, squirrel in across scroll across in front of you momentarily obscuring the ground alright I'm at a map here I'm in a map, I'm on the south side right in the middle you're making your way along Ashley's main thoroughfare now and again thin strands of mist swirl across your path as you explore the eerily quiet streets a signpost here indicates West Pass Street to the west, an East End Lane to the west, to the east. I'll go down West Pass Street then, making your way along West Pass Street. To the south, you can see the Town Council Building. Is there anything there? The Town Council Building, a small wood and stone structure that appears to have been undergoing a series of revelations, is empty. A quick but thorough search of the premises turns up no sign of the Oatwork you've been told still occupy Ashley. Where are they? Where are they? Confident there is nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Alright, keep going east. Now onto East End Lane. To the north, you can see a large barn filled with timbers. To the south, you can see a, see a long and well-kept stable. To the barn. This large, timber-bone-filled barn is stacked from end to end with freshly hewn logs that were undoubtedly taken from the wooded hills to the north. A quick but thorough search of the premise turns up no sign of the Oshwok that you've been told still occupy Ashlar. Confident there is nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Right to the to the stable to the south. The large and well kept stables are empty. Not a single horse remains in any of the numerous stalls that line both sides of the broad central aisle that divides the sturdy structure. You have no doubt that Ashley's citizens took the horses with them when they fled. <sighs> Phew, the horses are probably all right. A quick but thorough search of the premises turns up no sign of the Oatrock. You've been told still occupy Ashley. Confident there is nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Right, back to the main thoroughfare. Go north too. Tower Lane is to the west. Then I will go down. Stur tall and sturdy watchtower. They have a tower. The tall and sturdy watchtower, constructed entirely out of large timbers, is empty. You surmise the town must have been used. Tower must have been used by the town's militia to provide them with a way to see over the wall that surrounds Ashla and give them a clear view of the dark forest dust to the west. A quick but thorough search of the premises turns up no sign of the Oatwork you've been told still occupy Ashlar. 
Confident there is nothing further to see here, he once again set off to resume your exploration. Alright, to the third main main lane. Keep going north a bit. Stone Cross Lane is to the east. I go down there. Cross Stone Cross Lane to the south. You can see the town well. Ashley is well. It's situated in the centre of a small square of buildings that house the town's few shops. The well square, the buildings that flank it, all appear to be empty. A quick but thorough search of the immediate area turns up no sign of the Oatwork you've been told still occupy Ashley. But where are they? Confident there is nothing further to see, you once again hop off to resume your exploration. Okay. Doorways to the west. North you can see the militia training yard. This broad stone walled grassy expanse tucked in between two large wood structures serves as the training yard for the town's militia. The yard and the, builds that and the buildings that surround it are empty. A quick but thorough search of the immediate area toes up no sign of the Oterok you've been told still occupy Ashley. Confident there is nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. Alright, to the main thoroughfare. To the west you can see a tall stone monument and Woodcrest Lane is to the east. Let's look at this monument. Maybe there are people hiding behind it. A tall stone monument depicting three, the three brothers that founded Ashley more than four centuries ago stand in the middle of a small square of buildings. A quick but thorough search of the immediate area turns Turns up no sign of the Oatrock you've been told still occupy Ashley. Confident there is nothing further to see here, he once again set off to resume your exploration. Alright, not much left. I'm at the top of the town. I go east one. Lying at the edge of the street is the body of a middle-aged man. His eyes are closed. And for a moment... It almost seems as he's merely resting peacefully. But his blood-soaked clothing and mangled limbs and torso leave you no doubt about the gruesome, the gruesome end he met in this very spot. Okay, okay, there definitely is something mur murdery around here. You quickly recall Timney's, Timney's description of Learson and immediately searched the man's body for any sign of the tapered vial. But there was none to be had. Confident the man lying before you is indeed Lursuan, and equally confident he no longer possesses the vial that Timney asked you to retrieve. You say a quick prayer before moving his body into a nearby empty building. With the fate of the missing member of Timney's party no longer a mystery, you promptly resume. Your exploration. And I don't even notice it anymore. To the south you can see Ashley's only tavern. Where it's the last place to check. 
Also, if I was an invading army, I would go to the tavern. But admittedly, I'm not also a wooden iron construct. I don't think wooden iron constructs are particularly renowned for their love of booze. Which is admittedly probably why they're always so angry and attacking things, perhaps. <laughs> uh, to the south. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to the tavern. Ashley's Odie Inn and Tavern. The well-kept sage law stands empty. A quick but thorough search search of the tavern turns turns up no sign of the old truck you've been told. Still occupy Ashley. Confident there is nothing further to see here, you once again set off to resume your exploration. As you turn to move away from the tavern, your eyes fall upon a sight on the street up ahead that causes your heart to skip a beat. Silently filling the entire breadth of the street ahead, numbering at least fix fifty, with their seldom, their solemn, slender, unmoving wooden faces turned towards you, what appears to be an entire legion of old to be the entire legion of Otuag that attacked Ashlar. You marvel at the apparent speed with which remarkable, remarkable but deadly magical wood and iron beings were able to fill the street in the small while your attention was directed elsewhere. Despite the growing fascination with which you regard this magically created army of Coratel, you quickly realise that you are in grave danger and you must either escape from these Otorok or face certain death. Before you can act, however, five of the Otorok move swiftly forward to engage you. You quickly fall back, fall back and assume a defensive stance, position yourself so you only have to face one of the wooden beings at a time. I guess I'm taking advantage of... Of the tavern's door. Because. They can't. Two of them can't fit in at the same time. 
You now prepare for combat with the Otoruk. It's the first of five. All right, I'm going to fight aggressively. Now, it swipes at you with its iron-tipped limbs, and this has adapted its combat tactics to match yours. Ooh, the Otoruk swipes at you with his iron-tipped limbs. The Otoruk strikes you with a staggering blow. You've been stunned and you're unable to act during the next round of combat. And also six damage. Swipes it through his iron tip wooden limbs. Alright. I keep attacking. Oop, staggering. Another staggering blow for seven damage. But your body and spirit hope you avoid being stunned. Alright, keep keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. It is slain. 14 XP. You step back from the shattered remains of the slain Otruck and impair to engage the next of the sinister beings. Alright, fight aggressively. Gotta fight aggressively before it can adapt. And now it has adapted. Alright. It adapted to plus eight. Phew. That makes it a lot easier. And it is slain. The Oshawa crumbles into a pile of splintered wood and bent iron at your feet. And I can now take this chance to heal. You step back from the shattered remains of the slain Oatruck and prepare to engage the next of the sinister beings. Alright. Stunned me while doing seven damage. Alright, keep, keep, ah. Now it's nearly done before it adapts its combat tactics. Ah, but it only adapted to plus eight. It is slain. 14 XP. Here's number four. That adapted to plus eight. It's slain. You maintain your combat ready stance, breathlessly awaiting the next wave of Oatruck to step forward and engage you. Much to your astonishment, however. The remaining force of Otoruk turn and rapidly disperse, moving off in seemingly random directions with hardly a sound. In a matter of moments, there is no longer any sign of the strange, silent beings, now fully aware of the fact the Otoruk are indeed, indeed within, within the walls of Ashley. He realised the, the daunting task of defeating the wood and iron army of Coatel has at last begun. Hmm. So they ha- the army was all gathered together, and now they've gone and sp- now they've dispersed. I was at their mercy. Their mercy. They dispersed. Hmm. Oh well. Not. Won't interrupt them while don't interrupt your enemy while they're making a mistake. Okay. The monument. The moment you approach the stone monument, you find yourself confronted by six Otoruk. The silent, emotionless beings of wood, iron and wood, soldiers in Koratel's magically risen army, turns in your direction. Revealing the slender, featureless faces to be little more than crudely hewn blocks of wood. Without hesitation, the fearless Otorok start towards you. Well, I'll engage them. 
you've hardly positioned yourself, so you only have to face the foremost of the six swiftly closing in on you. I guess I went into the doorway of one of the surrounding buildings. Or maybe there's a little alley between the buildings. Begin combat. Oh, I've been stunned while doing a damage. Alright. Ha ha! I got that one before it adapted. And heal. Now five left. You hardly position yourself. So you only have to face the foremost of the fire swiftly closing in on you. Swipes it through his iron-tipped wooden limbs. Adapted to plus eight. And is slain. And heal. And here's the next one. Now put us through half of them. Adapted but to plus eight. It's a lot easier when it's a plus eight adaption. Three left. And take these. Right, heal. Got to keep healing. Alright, here's another Otorok. Oh, I've got two 20s in a row and I slain them. Alright, here's the last of them. And it is slain. 22 XP. The last of the Otorok collapses into a heap at your feet. 128 experience to general. With no more Otorok to be found in the air of the stone monument, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Alright. Let's go down Dawn Way to Militia Training Yard. There's four to work here. The moment you enter the training yard, you find yourself confronted by Thor. Otwok, the silent and emotionless beings of wine and wood, soldiers in Coratel's magically wizened army, turn in your direction, revealing their slender, featureless faces to be little more than crudely hewn blocks of wood. Without hesitation, the fearless Otwok start towards you, then I engage them. Hurriedly position yourself, you so only have, have to face the foremost of the four swiftly closing in on you. Okay, I... I hide myself between two barrels of blunted weapons, pushed up against the edge of the wall. Or something like that. Swipes you his iron tip wooden limbs. Adapted, but not quick enough. Iron swipes at you. Oh, scale to plus 11. You're not supposed to do that. That's hard. Alright, stunned me. But still, it is slain. Take the chance to heal. Half of them are gone. Here comes another two. And a slain. Here's the last. You prepare to face the last of the Otorok. You valiantly hold your ground and prepare to battle the last Otorok that occupies the training yard. Here we are. Swipes with its iron tipped wooden limbs and is slain. 20 XP, the last of the old rock collapses into a heap at your feet. 128 experience to general. With no more old rock to be found in or around the training yard, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. 
and at last you're ready to continue, you set off on your way through Ashlar. And heal. Always be healing. Alright. Stone down Stone Cross Lane to the Town Well. Yes, the Town Well. Five Oterok here. And I shall fight them. As you do. Oh, scale to plus eleven. How dare you! How dare you! You are slain. Fourteen XP. Here's another one. It's scaled to plus eight. And there we go. Here's another Oterok. Also scaled to plus eight. And it's slain. Oh, nearly got me, nearly got me. Definitely heal now. Heal, 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 heal. Fully healed. Yeah, you get a lot more healing done when you have higher restoration levels. That of course makes sense. And down it goes. 128 experience to general. With no more old truck to be found in or around the well square, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Okay, keep going south. Tower lane to the watchtower. The moment you enter the watchtower, you find yourself confronted by another 4 truck. Let's engage them. Oh, and ah, oh, skeleton plus eleven. Fight normal and slain. Here's another old work. Fight aggressively. Get as much damage in before it's scaled. This time to plus eleven. It is slain. Now take my chance to heal. Here's another one. Keep on going. Keep on going. Kick that your little sticks. I'm gonna. Stab you somehow, even though there's not really any place on you to stab. Adapted its combat tactics to match yours, but only scaled to plus eight. It, it was a a shoddy version that the last of the Oterok class into a heap at your feet and gets 22 XP. Another 128 experience to general. With no more Oterok to be found in or around the watchtower, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Okay, let's go south. I'm at the entrance, can I west there? Attempt to west. Yes, yes. You could locate a small dwelling not far from the town's gate. And after closing and reinforcing its sturdy iron banded door, door, you settle down for some much needed rest. And after also thoroughly checking, there's no Oterok hiding about. After an uneventful and rejuvenating rest, you leave the house and return to the streets of Ashlar. Now more determined than ever to see your mission through to the end. 
Good job the Otoak, you know, didn't decide, hey, we've been waiting here for hours. Because, <laughs> you know, they're minus automatons. Go, go, hmm, where's he gone? Has he gone off this? Wait a minute, let's see. Where is he? Well, okay, we can follow. We can just follow the trail of smashed up. Smashed up O2X. Yeah, let's follow the trail. Oh, he went, he's went in there. Okay, oh, he's sleeping. And kill. Okay. That, that has fully healed me. Which is convenient. Now I went west, along West Pass Street, now to the Town Council building. Only five Otoruk in there. Alright, I shall fight them. Iron tip limbs. They are slain, nevertheless. Swipes it to you with iron tip wooden limbs, and is slain. Another 14 XP. Fight this one. Didn't even get to get to adapt. You sometimes get lucky like that when you're fighting your Otoruk. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes it scales to 11 plus immediately. A distant rumble of thunder reaches your ears. A strange icon, item, an iron icon, has appeared amongst your possessions. And also 14 XP. Oh, I'm going to have to identify that iron icon a bit later. I battled the last of the Otoruk. It scaled to 11 plus. Right, summon an... Ah, oh, no! Uh, 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 hand of healing, hand of healing. Hand of healing. Yes, that, that healed me a bit. Hand of healing. Yes, yes, it's, it's healing me. Okay, and it is slain. 22 XP. The last of the Otoruk collapsed into a heap at your feet. 128 experience to, to general. With no more Otoruk to be found in or around the council building, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Alright, nothing in the council building. Just a smashed up Otoruk. You know, well, I guess they're easier to clean up afterwards than other things. You know, no oozy bits. No, no gore and viscera you gotta tidy up. And, you know, stains everything. Right along East End Lane. South to the stable. Or four Otoruk in the stable. And I shall fight them. And I have slain the first one. Yes, yes, just, you know, just hopping on their shoulders and just leavering the head off. Leaving the head off. Yes, uh. That 14 XP. Another Otoak. Oh, I didn't even get to adapt that time. <laughs> Silly Otoruk. If you can adapt, you should do it quickly. And that's the last of those. 128 experience to general. And a quick heal. 
and to the north, the barn filled with timbers. Another five, O truck. I shall fight these. I shall fight them until they are dead. And now the first is 12 XP. It means I get less XP because it didn't get time to adapt. And it is slain. That one adapted to 11 plus, a bit harder. Take the time to heal. Fortunately, I heal. You heal about half the damage you took after each fight for reasons. I guess this is just so you don't, you don't get worn down as quickly. It's just, 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 just a thing that happens. Well, that's all of them. 128 experience to general. With no more Otorok to be found in or around the timber barn, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. And heal myself up. Alright, hopping along the streets. Alright. Alright. Now, is there any, did any sneak into the tavern? Yes, yes, four did. Don't know how they did that. I guess they must have sneaked in while I was busy smashing them elsewhere. Hold your ground and engage the Otorok. Okay, and they are slain, the first one. Adapted, but only to eight plus. <laughs> and take the chance to heal. It's only a smaller combat conga. It's only four of them, so don't have to worry about running out of Neville Reserve midway through. Uh, and is slain. Twenty-two XP. And 128 experience to general. With no more Otorok to be found in or around the tavern, you spend a few moments recovering from the brutal engagement as you check over your equipment. When at last you're ready to continue, you once again set off on your way through Ashlar. Your movement along the street comes to a sudden halt as a large Otorok steps into view ahead. The tall, iron-beaked wooden being, clutching a heavy mace in his white hand, starts towards you immediately. It's only a matter of moments before the towering Otorok's lengthy strides place it within striking distance. What? She, she made big ones too? You didn't tell me about no big ones? Hmm. Maybe they're new. Wait a minute. If she can make a big one, and she didn't tell, won't tell you about it. She she can make more. This isn't over. This isn't. This is only. This is not the end. This is not even the beginning of the end. But it is perhaps the end of the beginning. Attack the large Otorok. 
The large O-truck is swiftly upon you, striking out with the heavy mace clutched tightly in its iron-plated fist. It's a large O-truck. Well, let's take it down. Strikes with his heavy mace. Ooh. Twice to stun me, but I... I use body and spirit to avoid being stunned. <laughs> Forgot to adapt, silly Otoruk. 134 experience, 256 experience to general. The shattered, unmoving remains of the large Otoruk lie on the ground at your feet. You step back from the heap of splintered wood and twisted iron and spend several moments catching your breath. Suddenly, you spot a curious object still clutched in the creature's left hand. You quickly pry open the slain Otorok's iron fingers and discover a stoppered vial filled with a swirling red vapour. It's the vial that Temnu asked you to retrieve. Oh, let's look at it. This stoppered vial is filled with an ever-swirling red vapour. Okay, don't really learn anything more. After stowing the vial away amongst your other belongings, you examine the heavy mace mace that the Otorok wielded against you. It appears to be an exceptional weapon, though quite heavy, and you carefully consider whether or not you should take it. Let's look at it. This is the heavy mace you took from the large Otorok you defeated in Ashlar. This weapon is of unmatched quality and also unmatched weight. It's 28 encumbrance! Yes, even even two-handed swords are only 16 encumbrance. It's twice as encumbering as other weapons. It's huge. It's a huge heavy maze. It's enormous. And there's absolutely no way Sir Crokington could carry it. He could even pick it up, barely. Let alone, you know, use it. (laughs) No, but it would make a nice conversation piece. You know, I'll just put it, I'll put it in, I'll just show it off in Twinned Keep. You know, when me and, me and Nathane had some chats, you know, hey, look, look, yeah, look at this new mace I got. Oh, where do you get that? Oh, I fought a giant Otorok. You dropped it. Ah, ah, what's an Otorok? Oh, oh, you'll, you'll learn soon, but I might as well tell you now. Because they're going to be a big problem for everyone. Oh, Alright, I'm taking the heavy mace. Although I can't pick it up. All I do is I put my bag over it. And just push the bag over it. Until it disappears into the bag. Yes. Taking the heavy mace. Also, I could sell it for, for a bit of gold. Having retrieved the vial defeated all the Otorok that occupied Ashley, you realise your mission here has reached a successful conclusion. You spend several minutes checking over your equipment and studying the remains of the large Otorok before setting off to make your way out of the wall town. Your trek out of Ashley is uneventful, but you proceed with caution, uncertain as to whether any Otorok still remain within its walls. As you reach the gate and pass out of town, 
Moving on to the mist-covered plain that extends south along the edge of Fogborough, you find yourself thankful to survive your perilous mission. You take great pride in the fact that you were able to defeat the army of the Renegade Sorceress that had overrun Ashlar, and your victory has likely rendered her impotent to wreak further havoc upon those who unwittingly stand in the path of her malicious plans. Unless, as the big oat rock really suggests to me, because the big, that really big oat rock, I don't think you can just sneak that across half a continent. Not when you're pursued by super-powered mages. Like normal-sized oat rock, you know, Keep to the woods. Keep off the path. Yeah, okay. You can hide. You can hide those if they spread out. Spread out and pretend to be a tree. But this big one? No, you can hide it. I don't think... Yeah, yeah. It must have been made. It must have been made in Fogbore Forest from Fogbore Wood. Which means it's not over. It's not over. It's not over at all. You've only just started across the misty plain when you suddenly spot five figures emerging out of the roiling bank of fog to the south. You're surprised to see Timney and four of the armored men from his tracking party moving in your direction. Upon catching sight of you, the young master mage throws up his hand and calls it and calls out. The shrill end, shrill edge of his voice betraying what you suspect is a mix of genuine surprise and elation. You stride up and meet the accomplished spellcaster in the shoulder cross. When you announce the success of your mission, mission while simultaneously pressing the vapor-filled file into his hand, his eyes widen and the four men at his side smile. We feared the worst, he says. His words momentarily puzzled you. The encampment was attacked only a short time ago by a handful of Oturok. I'm afraid we assumed the unthinkable had happened. And yet, yet another had been lost venturing into the taken town. I plainly see now I must have must learn to have just a bit more faith in heroes who so obviously earned the entirety of their reputations. Each of the armored men with Tim- Timney initiates shoulder crosses with you, and after taking a few moments to tell the men that Ashlow is once again safe, the six of you set off for the camp. Upon your return to the c- camp, you're treated to a warm and sumptuous stew containing hare, game fowl, and an abundance of potatoes. Your first is soundly defeated defeated by two tall draughts of bitter ale. One of the several things Ashley's beloved tavern keep managed to load onto his wagon as he and his fellow citizens fled fled the Otowok. Temney assures the townsfolk they have nothing further to fear from Coratel, and his words seem to sit well with them. After you finish your meal, however, he takes you aside and confesses the notion of Corto no longer posing a threat, 
is perhaps more firmly rooted in hope than in fact. She is unlikely to sit idly in there, he says, turning to glance at the dark line of fog-shrouded trees on the northern horizon. I suppose we might help that the fangs of some foul creature from the depths of that would claim her. But that may be leaving too much to the whim of chance. Her power is too great, and her ability to manipulate those who can further her sinister causes has been proved time and again. It's beyond any doubt that it will eventually be necessary to the deal with the menace she will continue to pose. Suddenly, Temnir hands you the vapour-filled vial you gave to him outside Ashlar. Ah, and I've got it back. Just perhaps, he says, a friendly smile spreading across his face. You'll one day find your way into the forest. If you do, you're certain to need that. The magic trapped within the vial could be used to capture Coratel. Simply unstop it in her presence, and the vapours that... Spill from its mouth will do the rest. You thank Timley, and he nods. Of course. I needn't tell you how grateful all the circle would be for her capture, he says. You must take care, though. For Coratol is not an adversary that any of us can afford to underestimate. Even for a moment. As the refugees from Ashler begin to pack up their belongings... In preparation for the relatively short, short trek back to their world settlement, Temney again thanks you. The Master Mage says that he and his men will now return to Ashbeer, where word of your successful mission on behalf of the Grey Circle and the people of Ashlar will be made known to the Grey Mage. Many of the townsfolk approach and offer you their profound thanks as they prepare to leave, telling you to be sure and stop back to visit them, should you ever find yourself passing through. You promised to do just that. As the company of armoured men ride off to the south, led by Timney atop a spirited white seed, you turn your gaze to the citizens of Ashlea, now slowly making their way across the hills to the north and east, bound for home. When at last they are no longer in sight, Prepare to set off on the return trek to Twithick. But before you even taken a single step, you find your eyes drawn to the shadowy, ominous line of trees to the north. A thick blanket of mist rolls out from the edge of the dark wood, spilling gently across the hills and hollows that lead up to where you stand. You know that somewhere... Deep within the fog-shrouded confines of the sinister forest, the renegade sorceress, Koro Tol, yet lives, bound by a curse that prevents her from ever leaving the wood. A curse that will now serve to keep those beyond the shadow of Fogborough safe from her cruel malice, and the danger posed by her malevolent creations. Well, not that safe if she can make more of them. It's at least it's at least upon this notion that you and those who bore witness to the attack on Ashley solemnly rest your hopes.
And that ends the adventure called Attack on Ashlar. I get 4,096 experience to general. And 384 experience to all skills and powers. Which is quite a lot. Alright, time to rest. Now, has anything new turned up? Hmm, yes. There's a new adventure in Ashlar. The Wayward Wagons. Maybe that will be the next one. But, until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.